All right. I've got Periscope going. Let's see. I see Jacob Stout joined us on Periscope. Hey, Jacob. Welcome. I see Brad Green. I see Chris and Don Young. I see Jules. I see Steve. I see Farmington. That must be you there. Uh, Kimball. All right. I got... Okay, looks like lots of people joined us. Morgan, hey Morgan, hey Abby. All right, everybody's joined. Very good. Don't forget to to go ahead and swipe and share this with your friends on Periscope and have them join us. This is a momentous occasion. We are also going to be broadcasting live on eighty-eight point one here from Liberty Reef in just about five seconds. Uh, all right, Jules got me on Periscope as well. It's a little tricky here. Uh, the the scintillating fingers of the free capitalists mastering all of these broadcast channels. We got FM radio check. We've got Periscope check. We've got Brian Wilson joining us on Uber conference with the group that's already there check. All right, am I supposed to be broadcasting anywhere else? <laughs> I think this is it. I guess live and in person. All right. Uh, oh, look at all the hearts coming. That's very good. See, that's nice. That's nice. Now I, I hope you like the. The headgear here with all these different mediums of uh, broadcasting going on. We've got uh, some technical uh, relationships to manage. Uh, I'm going to just uh, uh, kind of give about a minute and 30 seconds here for the people that are dialing in on Uber Conference. Got about 10 more people dialing in on Uber Conference. Want to welcome everybody there. Periscope, I see Atlas22 just joined on Periscope. And uh, appreciate the, the hearts there. Come on, everybody. Give me some love. Give me some hearts. Look at that. Look at that. There you go. Give me, give me some. <laughs> We're excited. Today's a good day. I'm actually going to, uh, for our broadcast listeners, for those of you who are on Periscope and on Uber Conference, you may not get the full effect, but for our FM traditional broadcast listeners, you're going to get the new intro to Free Cabless Radio because it is starting in four, three, two, one. <laughs> Capitalism could not survive in a culture dominated by mysticism and altruism. The world is changing. The age of the consumer is over. Stand up for freedom, no matter what the cost. It can help to save your soul and maybe your country. Do you understand the forces shaping events in the world around you? Do you want to know the answers or just the issues? Do you know the secrets of prosperity economics? Live from Salt Lake City and at FreeCapitalist.com across the nation, you're listening to the free capitalist himself, Rick Kerber. Radio. For those of you on Periscope and on Uber Conference, I am sorry that you weren't able to enjoy that scintillating sound. You'll just have to uh, chime in to the um, uh, replay once we publish it on FreeCapitalist.com because that was just for our FM radio listeners here broadcasting live on 88.1 from the Capitol Hill, uh, Liberty Hill, here in Liberty Reef. And uh, I am uh, very excited to welcome all of our listeners who are going to be tuning in. Uh, 
be our live broadcast. We also are broadcasting live on Periscope TV. Uh, tell your friends to uh, follow at FreeCapitalist.com, or excuse me, just at FreeCapitalist. Okay, and those of you who are on right now, give me some love by uh, not only just giving me some taps, but let's see how many people we can get here on this Periscope. Uh, invite your Facebook friends, invite them to join us. We've got a heck of a show lined up for you. It should be real brain on uh, radio. So wake up and turn your brain on. There is no reticence tonight, my friends. You're going to get the free capitalist unplugged. Well, actually plugged in. <laughs> you know, they say if you're an artist to be unplugged, but now I am plugged in, my friends. And uh, today is a great day. I have to tell you, for the last 24 hours, I've been reminiscing and going back and listening to years of free capitalist radio and thinking about what to do on today's show. Uh, we've got uh, about 500 people's attention here on the the online uh, broadcast uh, announcement. We've got uh, dozens of you, uh, well, let's see, 11 listening on Uber Conference and another 12 or so watching on the web on Uber Conference. Then we've got uh, those of you here on Periscope. We've got our FM listeners. So so uh, my, my guess is, uh, you know, as we get back going here in the seat of power with Free Capitalist Radio, we'll probably start off with, you know, just shy of 1,000 listeners for the live broadcast. Then we need to get that back up there. Remember, back in our heyday, we had a million listeners on Free Capitalist Radio, and we got some work to do. And I'm counting on you, my friends, to help spread the word and spread the love that the Free Capitalist is live on air every night at 10 p.m. Mountain Time. So, I expect you to be here with your brain on, okay? Because that's what we're going to be doing is feeding that brain and organizing and getting some things done here in the cause of liberty. Now, I have to tell you, uh, because we have so many different mediums going on, I cannot hear you because I'm going to take off my uh, headsets. Uh, on oh, I got, but I did get a message. I can read you. Somebody gave us a message on Uber Conference that says the lack of the bumper music is a way to persuade us to move to Liberty Reef. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about Liberty Reef and what in the heck's going on up here at Liberty Reef and what that means for you or doesn't mean for you. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some exciting new developments, but we're going to get even deeper than that. We're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about very specific things happening right now that should matter to any liberty-loving patriot, God-fearing. Or just reason, thinking, adult. Uh, both of those are good, right? And if you can package them together, you've got the best of both worlds. I've got uh, two pages of notes uh, to, to cover, which means we could be going our live broadcast. Is, oh, no audio on Uber conference, it says. Wow. I just lost it. Well, let me get back. Let me get back. All go. right. There we go. Tell me, somebody tell me if Uber conference is back and going. Okay, Brian Wilson. All right. Well, see, here's the problem, right? Because the government knows the free capitalist is back. And if there's little any interference going on, you know, they're just going to have to suffer uh, for, you're, you're going to have to suffer through, you know, the little annoyances of uh, the Wesley Mooches of the world. They cannot stop us. They, to quote Hitch, they cannot. Stop it, right? You cannot stop it. We've got so many broadcast mediums. Man, you cannot shut down FM. You cannot shut down Periscope. You cannot shut down Facebook. You cannot shut down Uber Conference all at the same time. So if you really want to get the deep scoop, you should probably plug into one or two mediums at the same time so you get some redundancy going on. But uh, all right, so it sounds like uh, we're back and going there on Uber Conference. I appreciate that. I'm in such a good mood. In all seriousness, you guys, keep the feedback coming in. The best way to get a hold of us right now is Facebook Messenger. You can go and... Uh, uh, send me messages there. You can also type in the screen on the side, on the right-hand side of your screen if you're on Uber Conference. And if you're on Periscope, you can just send messages in. Here in the near future, we're going to get the call-in radio coming on. So if you want to call in and be on the broadcast radio, we're going to be uh, rolling forward in a way that, quite frankly, wasn't possible 10 years ago. Can you believe it has been 10 years 
since we started Free Catholics Radio, 10 years on Saturday, October 31st. I, I, I don't look any older, do I? I'm just wiser, just wiser. I'm just wiser. <laughs> but a uh, little bit older and wiser, too. Happy birthday, Free Capitalist Radio. Listen, when I started Free Capitalist Radio, my goal was to spread the message of freedom and to talk to my friends, and I didn't understand uh, how far and wide that would take me at the time. I did have a vision, did have a cause. We're going to share a little bit about that here online today. But I just uh, want to say, first and foremost, welcome. But let's get down to it. One of the things that happens in the past is, you know, uh, you get one or two good themes or theories on a radio show, and that's it. But, boy, I am done with that. This is going to be content-packed. This is going to be brain-on, scintillating broadcasting at its best. Because, you know, something's happened in the last few years. As, um, as I've been a little more quiet publicly, and I have kind of backed up and, and fought in some other avenues where I talk about that, I've seen a lot of people coming up, and, and, you know, good people. I pat them on the back. They're doing great. But, but they're just, you know... We're going to be able to out scintillate, out intellectualate, <laughs> out think, out talk, out inspire these people with one hand tied behind our back. Because, quite frankly, there has been a vacuum, there's been a void. You remember when we started Free Capitals Radio, Barack Obama was not yet president of the United States. You remember that iPhone did not exist. Remember that uh, Facebook did not exist, at least most of us didn't know it existed. Uh, in fact, no, it didn't exist in its present form. And so the world has changed quite a little bit in the 10 years since that very first broadcast of Free Capitalist Radio. And uh, yet, you know, it's really funny. Some of you remember when we started to get popular and I got my first syndication deal, we got contacted by the producer of a very well-known conservative radio broadcast who said, you know, Rick, you got to work on that rhetoric, you know, you're talking about capitalism and communism, what are you, stuck in the 1970s? And uh, they thought it was, you know, crazy that I was, you wonder why I would keep looking over here, I, I'm, I'm looking over here to Kimball to see, he's, he's kind of technical alert status, he's telling me if, uh, if uh, we're still broadcasting on all the different channels, but if you remember, we got some criticism from some very popular folks, friendly criticism, who said, in a real public venue, I was at a public seminar one time, and and you know, with thousands of people paying attention, he said, "Rick, your show's great, your content's great, your audience is great. Congratulations on your syndication deal, but but you got to update your language, man. You know, talking about capitalism and communism and socialism and liberty, you know, it's like you're stuck in the 1970s. People don't talk like that anymore. Of course, that's back before um, the world as it exists today, and." Uh, you know, obviously, principles govern, and we knew it was coming. And just like that, we know what's coming 10 years from now. So it's time to commit to get back on board the free capitalist train, and let's get some things done, because the world has been uh, missing the cause of the free capitalist. And we're going to talk about exactly what that cause is and uh, what that means uh, to wake up and turn your brain on. So, I again, I'm just looking around. Want to want to acknowledge everybody. Uh, yes, I was a man before my time. Thank you very much. Uh, I I wasn't a trendsetter. I was just a trend revealer, and I kept kept waiting for other people to pick up the baton so I could call into their radio show. But quite frankly, you know, as many good people as there are out there in the liberty movement, no one has got the message of the free capitalist cause. And 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 and. A lot of the messages that are out there work with ours. There's a lot of Christians in the Christian community who have really begun to awaken to the cause of our situation. There are a lot of intellectuals in the rationalist and the objectivist communities. There are a lot of the new libertarians and objectivists. And uh, there's a lot of now... I mean, the Tea Party didn't even exist, for goodness sake, when we started Free Capitalist Radio. There's a lot of political Tea Party people and this kind of thing. And there's a lot of liberals who are on the civil rights 
spectrum of the, the liberal arena in politics who are all kind of waking up and over the last couple of years have been waking up and um, are, are, are starting to, in my opinion, ripen to, to help coalesce behind what was, is, and will be the cause of the free capitalist. Now, I'm just looking real quick. I'm getting lots of messages here on Facebook, and I want to make sure I don't miss questions. Kimball, I'm going to put you in charge of making sure I don't miss questions. If you see somebody type something up here um, and uh, I miss it, just tap me on the shoulder or throw a water balloon at me or something like that. Now, what I'm going to do is uh, I am going to unbridle myself here. Can I do it? Can I Can I unbridle myself? I better not. I better not. All right. We'll see if it causes any technical difficulties. I am uh, going to leave that fancy piece of headgear off for a second, and I want to just give a shout-out and make sure everybody can still hear me. The Capitalist Cast bought Brandon. Now, Brandon, we might have to rig up the telephone so you can call in. Uh, welcome, Brandon, my brother. Thank you for the kind messages yesterday. And by the way, our thoughts and prayers going out to our good brother, the Invisible Hand, uh, who is uh, sorely in need of our prayers. Our thoughts are with Gabe. Uh, Gabe is in the middle of a battle with the dragon. And uh, I have faith and confidence that his battle is going to go the way of Jason Vaughn's battle and my battle. And uh, But uh, anybody who knows our friend, the Invisible Hand, Gabriel Joseph, please send some positive thoughts and prayers and, and acts of goodwill his way. Now, also, it would be remiss, I could not start an episode of Free Cabalist Radio on our 10th anniversary without also acknowledging Les McGuire. Les has passed, and there have been a lot of boneheads who have said negative things about Les. There are a lot of people who have encroached on his territory and business and even in his personal life. And let me just tell you, as a witness of the man himself, Les McGuire was a good man. He was a God-fearing man. He was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He was a rationalist. He was a thinker. He was a passionate person for the cause of freedom and liberty. He was a dear friend to me, and anyone who tells you otherwise has an agenda. They're probably a moocher or a looter, or have been deceived by a moocher and a looter. And if I come across people like that face-to-face, -face, world be warned, now, you see, I'm a little freer than I was the last time I came across a few of you knuckleheads, and I can do something about it without the consequences being something to your advantage. So, my friend Les McGuire, if you're listening, or if you get word of what's going on here on planet Earth, uh, I want to tell you, I acknowledge you, appreciate you, miss you, my friend, and the cause goes on. We have got a lot of work to do. The work for the free capitalists and the work for all of us in the cause of liberty is not smaller, it's bigger. It's not weaker, it's stronger. And the opportunity is not smaller, it's incredible. And so I want to talk about that. We're going to have some ups and downs here on the uh, broadcast today. We're going to have a, a lot of different, we're going to have some intellectual pieces, we're going to have some emotional pieces, and uh, we'll have some fun. Now, uh, we're not. Go we're going to do something interesting for this first broadcast. We're not going to take bumper breaks. Uh, we may insert bumper breaks for the rebroadcast afterwards, but until we get a clock uh, set up right, I'm just going to talk right on through the commercial breaks, and, you know, I'll just have to pay for those commercial advertisements, and that's what us capitalists do. You know, we're not we're not worried about being accountable and self-reliant and being responsible for ourselves. So I'm just going to talk right on all over the commercial breaks on the FM broadcast. Good thing we don't need commercial breaks on Periscope or on Uber Conference. Now, with that said, again, Brandon Brandon was with us there at the you know kind of last year of Free Capitalist Radio, rocking the Casbah. The reason I thought of the bumper music, Brandon, is because I can still hear the rock the Casbah bumper music going on. So so what we'll probably do in honor of you, my friend, is when we do. Uh, Publish the rebroadcast of this for iTunes and for YouTube and for freecables.com. We'll make sure that Rock the Casbah or uh, uh, we'll make sure that that is part of our bumper music here on episode uh, relaunch. Okay, uh, I was going to say episode one, but I haven't decided yet whether we're going to call this a, 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 the next episode in the sequence where we'd be at about episode 241, 242, or something like that, or if we call it episode one 
of the new free capitalists. We'll have to decide. You vote. You tell me your opinion. Will it make sense to have a new episode one, or should we just continue the chain? Some of you might also know, if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe to our podcast, and we've also started to rebroadcast the old free capitalist radio shows to get you warmed up, and also to feed and, 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 and nurture your appetite, because we know what's going to happen uh, now that you're listening to free capitalist radio again, and you're going to have the opportunity to listen uh, every night, is you're, got, you're not going to be able to live without us after the show's over, and uh, you're not going to be able to to feel full and complete without being able to just dive in and consume the intellectual property that is Free Capitalist Radio. So we, we want to help you transition. We don't want you to go into withdrawal, so we're going to be pumping out lots of content for you friendly neighborhood consumers out there as you transition to capitalism and freedom and liberty. And so we're going to have lots of content. We're going to be republishing all uh, of those 100-plus, almost 200 uh, episodes of Free Capitalist Radio. The reason there's not quite 200 is a lot of those will rebroadcast. So anyway, I see people still joining us. want to welcome those who are late and uh, still joining us here, uh, both on Periscope and on Uber Conference. Tell your friends. Get on Facebook. Get on email while we're on the broadcast. Now you got plenty of time. That's going to be brain on radio for the rest of the night. Okay, and uh, on on Periscope, if you'll share and invite your Facebook friends, we'll get the numbers up real high, and we'll get uh, the word spread, and we'll start building this audience back up, and cause those bureaucrats to tremble. We got to annoy those socialists every day. They've had a little bit of a hiatus, and it's time to time to wake them up too. I want to. Uh Get into my notes here and, and get into kind of an outline and, and tell you what the what the show's going to be like today. Um, or, sh- or should I just get into it? I'll just get into it. Um, I, I want to start off by talking about capitalism. Because even just today, uh, some of you, by the way, I don't know if you've seen this, if you saw the, the video intro, the new video intro to Free Capitalist Radio, um, it got shared around. It's got quite a few shares uh, online on Facebook and in other venues. And um, I already started to get feedback from people who were saying odd things uh, about capitalism. You know, this is a good fellow here. I don't know if he's joined us. His name is John. Uh, he, in this uh, group that I'm a part of on Facebook called Patriots, he made the comment, he said, the biggest problem with capitalism is, as Herbert Hoover once said, they are greedy. Now, i got to tell you, thank you, John, first of all, for that. And I'm not speaking to you personally, but I'm hoping my answer will answer your comment. And as a, turn your brain on, my friend. One of the things you don't know, and what you don't know, you don't know, Right. One of the things you don't know is that you've been deceived, okay? And you know, one of the things that's very apparent to anybody who learns the truth is people who are deceived, generally speaking, don't like finding out that they were deceived. And so when you're the teller of truth and you're the revealer of truth, sometimes you have to brace for impact. Right, and, and you just think about it. Think about the wife, for example, who finds out that her husband has been having an affair for several years. The person who breaks that news to them may see the wrath of a woman who who unleashes a torrent of, "Hey, I thought that was going on. That dirty rotten scoundrel!" And then they'll say things like, "That's the worst day of my life." Or a businessman who finds out that his business partner has been embezzling from him. Or a person who's found out that that you know the small inconsequential bruise on their left shoulder was really uh, skin cancer and, and and this kind of thing. When we find out. Out that the things we once thought were true are not true, oftentimes the emotions birth forced, birth forced? <laughs> burst forth, burst forth, that's the word, yeah, see I'm already jumping into prosperity speak, that is a good sign my friends for Free Capitalist Radio, one of the things that happens is when the truth hits us, we don't like admitting that we were deceived, now the first thing you have to realize is being deceived is not something to be ashamed of, right? I mean, if you're truly deceived, then the minute you find the truth, that's the best day of your life. Because now your mind can engage and you can act as a free agent unto yourself. And so I have to tell 
most of you who don't like the term capitalism, you've been deceived. You don't know what the philosophy, theory, and ideas of capitalism are. And they've been bandied about by numbskulls and enemies of liberty for so long that those who truly do love liberty sometimes find themselves saying, well, I don't like capitalism. Well, let me tell you, if you don't like capitalism, you don't like liberty. And if you don't like liberty, you don't like the Constitution of the United States. And if you don't like liberty in the Constitution of the United States, you are no friend of the free capitalists, and we might as well part ways now. But, if you have been deceived and you just think you don't like capitalism and you're wondering, well, Rick, why do you have to use that word? I mean, don't you just mean free markets? Don't you mean just free enterprise? And let me just tell you, we've reached a point in history where I think it's all right for me to have a man-to-man -man conversation with you or man-to-woman. Can we talk as adults for a minute? Wake up! It is time to get past being sensitive to words. If you don't understand a word, turn your brain on and get to work and understand that words matter. Words mean something. Words are tools in this day of the information age and the information superhighway that has burst all over reality in the last 10 years. And capitalism is the word that describes a simple philosophy. And I'm going to give it to you right now. And anybody who tells you otherwise, I invite you to challenge them to come to Free Capitalist Radio and have a little debate with Rick, the free capitalist himself. All right? Here's the deal. Capitalism as a philosophy starts with a very simple idea. Capitalists, philosophical, true capitalists hold that human life individually is the paramount value of existence. That your life for you is your most important thing, most important priority. And because of that, you have the right to live, to be alive. You have the right to act. We call that liberty. And you have the right to pursue your happiness. Okay, And a person who's a capitalist believes in what's called the non-aggression principle, which is that it's wrong to use force to do anything. Okay, To initiate force to do or carry out anything. And by that, what I mean is against another person. It's not wrong to put a shovel in the ground. It's not wrong to use your might and thrust in your sickle and work. It is wrong to use force against another human being because capitalists recognize that human beings have minds, that they are endowed with the ability to think. And of course, there are exceptions. There are people who get diseases and get sicknesses. There are people who were born handicapped and disabled. But by nature, human beings are thinking beings. And they survive and prosper by the ideas and the contents of their mind. And we are not primarily emotional beings, though we have emotions. We are not primarily feeling and sensitive beings, though we have feelings and we have sensitivities. We are primarily thinking. And when a human being abdicates thinking to obtain their desires, they resort to force in one form or the other. And there are two primary types of force. Let me just back up and take a breath. If you're a capitalist, you understand there are two basic evils in this world. The first is physical force. That brutality, the initiation, the initiation of physical force against another human being or another group of human beings. Murder, rape, plunder, pillaging, uh, assault, violence, etc. Uh, those things, those evils all stem from the violation of the most physical manifestation of evil which is the initiation of force. And it comes in unlimited degrees and unlimited types and kinds. But there is even a more sinister evil, a more sinister type of force. And that is when a human being 
decides to initiate force against another human being without that other human being knowing about it. That's called deception. The force of the mind to deceive a person is the most wicked form of violating that principle because the person doesn't even know. What's that? I'm muted again. See, when, when I start to... When I start to speak the truth, I'm going to leave Brandon unmuted there for a minute. And uh, I can't, but I can't, I can't, because I got my headsets off. I'm going to mute. All right, I think I'm back. Uh, Brandon, yes, you can call in. We'll take a break here in a second. I'll give you some instructions on how to do that. Um, a good way, by the way, what, one way, Brandon, for you to call in may be to do a Facebook uh, video chat. We may be able to work that out. Um, we'll try that in just a minute. Go ahead. I can put my headphones on and hear him. If he called onto your phone? No, if he calls Uber Conference, because that's what I'm hearing. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so I could unmute him, and you could give me your headphones? All right. So, Brandon, hang tight. When I get done with this little dissertation, I may be uh, able to dial you in, you know, with all this fancy technology. I see Michelle joined us. Welcome, Michelle, to uh, Free Capitalist Radio. Now, now, look, those two evils, the initiation of force in the form of physical violence or in the force of mental violence, right? Those are the things that capitalists eschew. Because if a man is free, if a man or woman's life is their own, okay, and they're their primary responsibility, and they're free to go experience happiness, peace, joy, love, prosperity, etc., their only limitation starts with the recognition of that basic non-aggression principle, that it's immoral, that it's wrong to initiate force against another. Now, that doesn't mean that physical force is always bad. For example, the right to preserve and defend my life, the right that you have to preserve and defend your life, you can use force, of course. It's the initiation that's the immoral act. In some ways, if you cease to protect those you love or those you've contracted with or those you've promised to protect, if you cease to use force in their defense when you promise to do it, that could be immoral. So it could actually sometimes be immoral not to use force. And by the way, both physical force and mental force can be used in retaliation to an aggression, to an unjust aggression. So capitalism is this theory of freedom where liberty is the first value and that liberty in, in, in that context is the common basis or bedrock of society. It's why American society was a new and unusual society. I saw a post online today that said, well, America's not new because they had a republic. There were other republics. That's true. They said America wasn't unique and special because it had a constitution. There were other constitutions. That's half true. The, uh, America's written constitution was very special, but there are the written constitutions now. It's not the constitution itself be, that it exists that makes it special. It's that the constitution was designed philosophically to implement the philosophy that I'm calling capitalism. You have to understand, that term and that philosophy wasn't labeled that in the 1700s. That term didn't come about, didn't get start being used until the big uh, loser of the universe, the, 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 the Darth Vader of planet Earth in the history of mankind came onto the scene, Karl Marx. And uh, as, as people started to defend freedom, and Karl Marx was attacking freedom, very sophisticated, very intelligent, um, uh, very powerfully, um, this dichotomy between capitalism and communism, um, between freedom and socialism, between liberty lovers and those who want to buy, purchase, or, or hold on to liberty as a commodity, that battle started to form in the mid-1800s, late 1800s. And then, you know, the last 100 years from 1913 to about 2013, we had about 100 years where the socialists reigned, where the growth and empowerment of socialism and collectivism took over. And, and, and the way it happened is otherwise good people bought into really bad thinking. This idea that if something's good, the government should do it. 
And see, there's a problem because if you don't turn your brain on and understand that the government, the phrase, the concept, the government is only force, then you don't understand the government would be immoral and wrong to go around and initiate force. Okay, so you know you want to help the poor, so do I. You want to help the hungry, so do I. You want to help the abused and the victims, so do I. You want to make the world a better place, so do I. You want to prosper, you want to obtain, you want to grow, you want to see humanity united in peace and happiness, so do I. So do all capitalists. But the difference between us and your brain-off numbskull socialist cousins and neighbors and brothers and sisters and classroom friends... Okay, not you. But the difference between capitalists and others is that we are not willing to use those ends to justify violent, immoral, and destructive means to accomplish them. Now, some people have labeled fascism capitalism. That's just unintelligent nonsense. Okay, and if you want to buy into that unintelligent nonsense, you'll suffer the consequence. Some people have used the term capitalism to defend corporatism or business activities. That is also unintelligent nonsense. Capitalism is the philosophy that I've just described to you. We could go into more detail. We could get more academic. We could talk about the epistemological roots of capitalism. We could talk about um, the how to teach capitalism and the appropriate philosophical pedagogy to teach children from 5 to 50. I don't care how deep you want to go or how broad you want to go. It starts with a very simple beginning. Capitalists love the outcomes that the socialists love. But we love our lives. And we love principled respect for morality more. Because we understand that in the end, principles govern. And that pursuing these lofty ideas by violating principles, no matter how well-intentioned you are, ends up in 6 million dead Jews, or 12 million dead Russians, or 1.1 billion dead Chinese. Okay? Now you say, well, where do those numbers come from? Well, that's a different discussion. But let me just tell you, the most bloody, tyrannical reign over groups of populations in the history of mankind have happened by those who reject capitalism. Okay? Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, Mao Zedong in his revolution in China, the current uh, uh, wicked family governing North Korea, the socialists and the Ba'athists all over the Middle East, the Nazis, the communists, the Bolsheviks, uh, Stalin and Lenin and Hitler and all of these people. I don't care how deserving of criticism Americans are, and we are. I don't care how deserving of criticism political leaders in this country have been, and they are. And I don't care how evil and wicked some of our leaders in business and in politics and in other areas have been, because they have been. Nothing compares to the evil, wicked, philosophical lies of socialism and communism. And so the way the socialists and communists are winning today, and the reason Free Capitalist Radio must become the rallying cry for you, your friends, me and my friends, is because we've got to wake people up, good people who love each other, who are drinking in this mental poison. They're drinking in these bad ideas about how to do good. Somehow the idea of free always plays in to their conversation. Because free is a violation of principle. The only way to obtain something for free is to exercise force. Now you think about that. All right. Uh, now, uh, let me back up. So, so free capitalist radio isn't about business, though it involves business. It's not about entrepreneurialism, though you won't find a greater friend of entrepreneurs than the free capitalist. It's not about making money, though broke, desperate, philosophical capitalists end up not being capitalists at all. 
capitalism and free capitalist radio is about all those things. It's about prospering. It's about freedom. It's about happiness. And it's time, by the way, to wake up and realize that God, and if you don't believe in God, that the truths of the universe exist in a way that facilitates your personal prosperity and happiness. And if you don't understand that, you're either ignorant or deceived. I invite you to listen to the 13 Principles of Prosperity. It'll change your life. Okay, About 55, 60 hours of brain on, tune in, get my brain straight, reorganize, get the poison out, uh, scintillating education. So uh, I invite you to do that. Now, that's why capitalism. Now, let me take a little segue here. I'm going to check here. I've got uh, some messages there. Looks like I've talked to most of that on there. I've got some messages here. All right. Facebook, very good. All right, Kimball. You didn't throw any water on me yet. Let me segue. I want to talk about something. Because we might as well just get it out of the way. I want to talk about two things, actually. First thing, I want to talk about my name, Rick Kerber. Okay? My name is Rick Kerber, and I am the free capitalist. I always have been the free capitalist. I still am the free capitalist. And Francine Gianni and Stuart Walls cannot stop me from being the free capitalist. And if you don't know those names, good for you. Um, it's like knowing the birth name of you know Darth Maul. Doesn't do you any good. You just need to know what side he fights on. Uh, now, uh, some of you say, but, but I see on Facebook you use the name Franklin. Yes, those of you who know me well know I was born with the last name Franklin. That's the name I was given by my mother when I came to this earth. I still have that birth certificate. And so in my personal life, I do sometimes emphasize my name as Franklin. I protect my children a little bit from you nutsos. I know there's some nutsos on here, by the way. By the way, just a real quick message to those of you who work for the federal government or work for the state of Utah or work for any other government. Yeah, might as well just get off, right? This is just going to hurt your brain. It's not going to help you. Okay, Just go ask the list of the last 15 bureaucrats who came after the free capitalists. Just go ask him what happened to them. Go ask Wayne Klein how his life is. Okay, just so so here's my invitation to you. Just go ahead and get off. Just casually get off. You're not a capitalist. Don't pretend to be a capitalist. Okay? You spies, you intellectually dishonest people, you immoral lovers of force and power and the honors of men, get off. Get off. You're not welcome. You are intellectually trespassing. Okay, you are not welcome here. Goodbye. Now, if you do work for the government and you're just looking for peace and you're looking for a way out, or if you happen to be one of the very few people who work for the government who do love liberty and you're in there jousting and fighting for freedom, you're our friend, you're welcome to stay. But you petty bureaucrats who are out there aiming your muskets at me and my friends, I'm telling you, it didn't fare very well for the last group of your friends, so uh, I'm just warning you now. Get out. All right. Was that a fair enough warning? Fair warning. Should I be less reticent? Or should I be more... <laughs> a little late for that. <laughs> Let me see. Should I get the gun and hold it here? And, you know, get a phone call from the Secret Service? No, I'm not going to shoot you, you cowardly imbeciles. Why would I waste my time drawing your blood? You're not worth it. My life is worth way more than going against that uh, principle. I'm not going to initiate force against you. But I will defend myself. And to those of you who have persecuted me and my friends, this is fair warning. The tide has turned, and here we come. Here we come, and you're going to pay. You're going to pay legally, morally, and uh, ethically, and the people will know what you have done. <laughs> I've been watching too much Person of Interest. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm serious, you know. Let's talk about that for a minute. Some of you don't know me. Some of you don't know my past. And one of the reasons why I watch a lot of these um, you know, people who talk about liberty and people who talk about prosperity and people who talk about making money and people who talk about business, I listen to these people... And I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of them because, number one, they're young and they haven't had experience yet. And so I've learned some things through experience that caused me to realize saying you're willing to stand up for freedom no matter what the cost means something different to those who have had to pay 
a price. Uh, the second thing is, you know, it's really easy to sing songs about being a good Christian, and it's really easy to be, be happy about being a good patriot, but to actually defend someone who's been wrongfully accused, you know, that takes guts, and that takes principle. And uh, there are too many cowards who are so afraid of unpopularity and so afraid of criticism that they don't love liberty. They love the mask of liberty. They love the flag of liberty, but they are weak-minded uh, and weak-souled people. And uh, if that's you, I invite you to start working out. You've got to get here every day. You've got to strengthen your soul. You've got to strengthen your spirit. If you want to love liberty and realize you don't, you've got to come here and visit often and regularly because um, freedom is not for the faint of heart. And uh, freedom is not for the poor, broke, destitute, mental, spiritual people. Okay? I mean, I understand the basic doctrine of being brokenhearted. I understand that. Because if you're going to learn, you've got to start by realizing um, it's time to turn your brain on. But uh, man is not made to wallow in the mire and to hate himself and to loathe existence. Man is a triumphant being. Man has creative capacity and faculties and facilities. Man has the ability to triumph. And if you're not on a path of triumph and prosperity, you know, no amount of socialist philosophy is going to ever make you feel any better. You want to see the most miserable people? Just talk to people who espouse socialist crap and look at how they live their life and they're among the most bitter, mean-spirited, uh, pretenders you'll ever come across. Oh, they put on a good show. And they might even uh, cross their heart and hope to die when the flag flies by on uh, parade day. But when it comes to standing up for people, when it comes to standing up for the truth, sometimes the socialists are the worst, most wicked people. Now, they're, they're, I'm going to put a star there. We have some liberal friends who, who violently, passionately, forcefully try to defend civil rights. Man, they are close to being right on. And I, I welcome those people because defending civil rights is essential in the freedom movement and the liberty movement. But let me talk to you just quick about my story. Let me just make a couple things clear. When I was indicted by the federal government in May of 2009, it was a difficult thing. I posted about it. You can read about that. I'm not going to give you the long story here. But it was hard. Because the government in the state of Utah and in the Utah district of the federal government came uh, emboldened with lies and supported by liars, by people who were moochers and looters who had lied to me and lied to many of my business associates and, and lost some money, not because of me and not because of any of my business activities, but most of the people that lost large amounts of money lost large amounts of money because they were greedy moochers who lied, cheated, and took shortcuts and didn't follow the advice that I gave them every day on the radio and at my seminars and my, in my business. And uh, just to be clear, and I want to make this point, and I'll say it once and we'll move on. No one put Rick Kerber or Franklin Squires out of business. No one person put us out of business, and we did not go out of business. We did stop doing some of the things we were doing, and there is more to that than I can share tonight, not because of reticence, but just because of time. And a lot of you, uh, you know, quite frankly, could benefit from some other topics, so we're going to move on in a second. But for those of you who want to know the truth about what happened to Rick Kerber and Franklin Squires and Founders Capital, I invite you to do a little reading. And I'm going to start you. I'm going to, I'm going to help you along the way here. I'm going to put some training wheels on your brain for a minute. Okay? Is that all right? I'm going to put some training wheels on your brain. And I'm going to invite you. Those of you who want to understand the truth. And I know some of you on the call here. And uh, some of you on Uber Conference. Some of you listen on the radio broadcast. You've asked me. You say, oh, Rick, I met somebody. They know you. And so-and-so and lost money because of you. Nine times out of ten, they're liars or they're deceivers. Uh, and one time out of ten, they simply have been misinformed by liars and deceivers. Um, I suppose I ought to leave a small room in there, an iota of people who were just naive and, and, and guessed wrong. Maybe they 
You didn't have any contact with liars and deceivers. But if you've read the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, be careful. You're probably full of deception and you don't even know it. Uh, Tom Harvey is not an honest journalist. Um, and, and Tom, if you're listening, I mean, this, I'll be happy to take you on face-to-face and let you see if you can defend your dishonesty. The people of Utah and the people of the Rocky Mountain West are learning uh, that the Salt Lake Tribune is not a lover of truth. But for those of you who want to know the truth, you say, Rick, I really, I know you couldn't talk for years. I know while you were under indictment, you couldn't talk. I know the government put limitations on you and the court put limitations on you. By the way, I just want to say, thank the God of heaven for good men and good women in the federal government. There are a few, but those few are doing tremendous good. And I recognize that and I thank them for their goodness and the courage. But some of you have said, all right, Rick, now that you beat the government, now that, you know, those abominable people have failed, and we're going to talk about that failure a little bit more in just a second. Um, tell me the truth. What happened? How did you go? I mean, you have to understand, at the peak of Franklin Squires, remember, see, the free capitals, we have a message that merges two concepts that you don't see merged in the world, right? The idea of freedom and prosperity um, are not separate concepts, okay? You cannot be free if you're not prosperous, and you can't prosper truly if you're not free. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. And we're going to get some scintillating, straightforward, non-reticent talk about that. Matter of fact, the best part of this call is going to be when we talk more candidly about that here in just a few minutes. But uh, let me just check the time. Wow. All right. But here, my friends, is a clue. Here's the training wheels for your brain if you want to know what happened. How did Franklin Squires go from at its peak bringing in over... Uh, sometimes a quarter of a million dollars a day. Okay, how did your enterprise go from being in that position, okay, to uh, shutting the front doors? Well, there are still some ongoing legal actions. For example, my good friend Gabe and uh, others. And uh, out of respect for them and helping them, I'm not going to say some things. And uh, we are about to launch some new legal actions to cause the perpetrators of this bureaucratic harassment and persecution to have to pay. And so I've got to be careful, but I can be less reticent than ever in the past. So for those of you who think you know someone who lost money, they probably didn't, not because of me, maybe because of somebody else. Those of you who are curious what happened to Franklin Squires and the Free Cows back in the day, I would invite you to Chapter 5 of Ayn Rand's Magnum Opus, if you have no idea what that means, look it up, and then you'll understand the title of the book that I'm referring to. And uh, I want you to get familiar with the very beginning story, by the way, being uh, broadcast by the newspaper in her fictional world. And I just this is just training wheels for you. I'm just going to do a little reading for you, all right? Because this is the truth. You want to know the truth. Here it is. The newspaper was the first thing she, Dagny, noticed. It was clutched tightly in Eddie's hand as he entered her office. She glanced up at his face. It was tense and bewildered. Dagny, are you very busy? Why? Well, I know that you don't like to talk about him, but there's something here I think you ought to see. <laughs> By the way, the him in the story is Francisco. And I've never identified very much with Francisco. I've identified more with Midas Mulligan. Uh, my friend Les identified more with John Galt. But, boy, I can't tell you how many times there have been people who call me the him. Oh, I know. Do you want to talk about him? You know, the Salt Lake Tribune publishes a news story. And, well, you, you know, uh, you better read about him. <laughs> uh, anybody who believes Tom Harvey deserves the consequence of their actions. Um, she...
she extended her hand slightly for the silently for the newspaper. The story on the front page announced that upon taking over the San Sebastian mines, the government of the people's state of Mexico had discovered that they were worthless. Blatantly, totally, hopelessly worthless. There was nothing to justify the five years of work and the millions spent. Nothing but empty excavations, laboriously cut. The few traces of copper were not worth the effort of extracting them. No great deposits of metal existed or could be expected to exist there. And there was no indications that could have permitted anyone to be deluded. The government of the people's state of Mexico was holding emergency session about their discovery in an uproar of indignation. They felt that they had been cheated. Now, that's the little training wheels for you. I got a little bit more for you in just a second. If you want to go back and listen to the August 2007 radio show, I warned everybody. I gave most everybody, you know, a very large warning. And uh, for the sake of helping some friends and to, by the way, it's the friends who I hope to help with these legal actions that I'm alluding to today, I'm going to still stay a little um, artistic. And somebody says to me, well, Rick, what are you saying? What do you mean? And I say, I mean what I say. You want to know the truth? Let me quote it to you from the rest of the dialogue between Dagny and Francisco. Your brother James and his friends knew nothing about the copper mining industry. They knew nothing about making money. They did not think it necessary to learn. They considered knowledge superfluous and judgment inessential. They observed that there I was in the world and that I made it my honor to know. They thought they could trust my honor. One does not betray a trust of this kind, does one? If you go back and listen to Free Cabbage Radio in August of 2007, I talked about the numbskull Wayne Klein, who was then a government bureaucrat, who decided that, you know, even though there was no evidence that I had broken any law or that my company had broken any law or any rule, his chief investigator investigated for years, he was going to come and take over our business. He was going to come and take over our 160 about million in assets, and he was going to liquidate it for the sake of all of these other good causes. Now the proof is in the pudding, my friends, like I told you it would be. Time is on the side of truth. All these years later, the state of Utah could not prosecute us, and the federal government tried three times to prosecute me, and finally a federal judge had to throw the case out because they did not have the ability to follow the law and to follow the constitutional limitations because they had, uh, from the very beginning, and these are not my conclusions, well, they are my conclusions, but it's the federal judge who independently came to these conclusions. He said they had violated the limits of the Constitution from the beginning. They had embarked upon a path to persecute us before they even knew whether a crime had been committed. You see, they just wanted to confiscate what we had. And you say, well, I don't know if that's true. Well, you, you can read and get enough of the truth to know that my case was dismissed. And you can Google Wayne Klein's name and see what he does for a living now. You know what that moocher does for a living? What that looter does? He is a trustee who gets appointed by other government bureaucrats like himself. He doesn't know how to live. He doesn't know how to think. He doesn't know how to do good for a moment of his life. 
His existence is miserable, and he's a miserable man. And the show he puts on is just pretend. And the fact that he's worked in the Idaho government and the Utah government is scary. And the only thing more scary would be to think that somehow he would have gotten away with it and become a federal bureaucrat like some of his other colleagues. Now, I will tell you, he now works as a second-hander and as a looter. He takes possession of businesses that he didn't build, takes possessions of assets that weren't his in the first place, and he seeks to redistribute them, so to speak, to do good. Of course, he takes his cut off the top. Now, like James Taggart, he didn't think that thinking was necessary. He wants to be a looter. Of course, you think that there are newspapers like the City Weekly here in Salt Lake. What a sham of a newspaper. Eric Peterson, what a sham of a journalist. He didn't do any journalism. He was getting secret emails from a government bureaucrat, Wayne Klein, who was telling him lies about a supposed Ponzi scheme. Yeah, you notice Eric Peterson hasn't amounted to anything because he isn't anything as a journalist. Now, if he repented and changes his ways, he'd be welcome as a capitalist any day. But it's time for him to wake up just like all of your friends who don't look past the first line and don't look into the truth. Eric Peterson was supposedly writing for an independent voice in Salt Lake City, but really he was getting inside scoop from a corrupt government bureaucrat. The purpose of the First Amendment was not to ensure that the media got leads from government officials. The purpose of the First First Amendment is to make sure that people like you and me can speak our mind, can criticize the government, can petition the government, and can expose the truth. And so much of what you read by so-called journalists in the media is exactly the opposite of the truth. These socialist journalists, these second-hander no-gooders, they speak in high platitudes and pious voices, but what they really want to do is they want to get something for nothing. And so they become the government's PR arm and spokesperson. Sorry, got a little distracted there. We'll get back to Atlas Shrugged. Oh, we'll get back to the magnum opus. So Dagny says, so did you do that intentionally? See, what it happens is the government and Atlas Shrugged decide they're going to go take over these copper mines. And when they got there, they found out that the copper mines of this supposedly pompous and arrogant playboy were empty. Francisco says, that's for you to decide. It was you who spoke about their trust in my honor. I don't think in such terms any longer. Now, I do think in terms of honor, but not the honor spoken of by the second-handers. I don't give a damn about your brother James and his friends, and I would say I don't give a damn about people like Francine Gianni and her ilk. They are a waste of life on planet Earth, and the only reason they get to exist is because they are free like me and you, and they have rights like me and you. But if we would quit supporting these second-hand looters, they would be... Nothing more than second-handers on the government dole in private life, living in run-down apartments, torturing the small sphere of influence they could otherwise get. They're about as worthless as James Taggart. Anyway, Francisco says, I don't give a damn about your brother James and his friends. Their theory was not new. It has worked for centuries, but it wasn't foolproof. There is just one point that they overlooked. They thought it was safe to ride on my brain because they assumed that the goal of my journey was wealth. All their calculations rested on the premise that I wanted to make money. Well, what if I didn't? What else does a capitalist want to do? <laughs> well, my friends, that's why you ought to be turning into Free Capitalist Radio. And get on board with the vision of building something. Building something bigger than you probably ever imagined. Or, if you have imagined it, building something more real and more functional and more actual 
than anything you've been a part of. Come join with me and my friends and other capitalists like us spread across this land. And uh, with Francisco, stop giving a damn about the moochers and the second-handers. Stand up for life and liberty, love and peace. Want to know the truth about what happened at Franklin Squires? My goal was not wealth. You want to know what my goal was? It's the goal I still have today. It's why Franklin Squires is making its resurgence. It's why Founders Capital is making its resurgence. It's why our real estate training is making its resurgence. It's why our Prosperity Quest mentoring is making its resurgence. It's why Free Capitalist Radio is making its resurgence. Oh, it is true. These people had access to bigger guns and bigger tanks and more authority, more pressure than we did. It is true that we spent millions and millions of dollars defending ourselves. It is true that in that battle, it exacted quite a price. But some things are true, whether you believe it or not, my friends. Principles govern. How are your ideas working for you? I'm right here. I am as free as I was in 2007. My mind is free, and to these numbskulls at the Salt Lake Tribune, who used to call me the not-so-free capitalists, who have since lost their jobs and uh, don't have any ability to produce for their own livelihood, uh, I'm still free, my friends. Now, to a lot of you who are listening, you're not free. You're living in bondage. You're living in fear of bondage. I know something about what that's like. My fears were tempted more than any time in my life. There wasn't a night I didn't go to bed looking into the face of my children, as I walked through their bedrooms, turning their lights off, wondering if I wasn't going to spend time in federal prison. That wasn't a joke or, or some kind of you know, movie for me. It was real life. I knew that if I lost my battle, the government wanted me to spend 40 years in federal prison. Something happens in your soul as you're tested and to see if you really give in to those fears. But I do not fear that. I do not fear tyranny. I do not fear oppression. I fear abandoning my mind. My favorite line is at the end of the movie Braveheart. You remember that show? I invite you to go read it. My favorite line is at the end of that movie Braveheart, where his, his girl comes to give him some drugs, and she wants it to numb the pain. And he says, no, I can't numb the pain. And uh, perplexed, she looks at him, unable to understand. And he said it would dull his wits, or numb his wits. Well, you might say, well, what good are wits? If you're going to be tortured to death. Well, there is an answer to that question, my friends. It's the same good wits are today that can get you out of the bondage that you're in today. And we're going to talk real candidly about getting your butt out of bondage today. So, let me just look at my notes real quick. Uh, the conclusion about what happened to Franklin Squires is those government bureaucrats didn't do anything except for reveal themselves. Stuart Walls is revealed. You know, the United States Attorney's Office here in Utah has been revealed as corrupt. Multiple federal judges in multiple cases have now announced that. There's no courageous leader yet. Nobody stepped forward yet. We have numbskulls like John Huntsman who rode off into the sunset. And in Utah, he didn't tackle corruption. He benefited from it. I understand the Huntsman family's done good, and I understand generally the Huntsman family has a good name, but that numbskull John Huntsman, he did not use his brain for the fight for good. He used his brain to reap the benefits of second-handers and moochers and looters. Gary Herbert hasn't done any better. Gary Herbert's just traded on the back of the producers like everybody who goes before him. He's like the Sadducees of old, and you might have to go look that word up because if you get past the first line in Sunday school, you learn the truth about who the Sadducees were and why we live in a world that's full of the Pharisees and Sadducees today, and most of us are just as guilty as the people in Jesus' time. Time and would crucify the best among us if it would give us some benefit. We would sell the best among us for a piece of silver. And I know because I've been sold many times. 
But I have to tell you, I'm still here, my friends. And so are you if you're listening to Free Cabos Radio. Now, we're going to close that chapter. Let's talk about what's next. First of all, this is a special time of year. I told you that October 31st was the 10th anniversary of Free Cabos Radio, so we're broadcasting now on our 10th anniversary show. And uh, there's also something special about November 5th coming up. One year ago, very quietly up here in Liberty Reef, we invited a few close friends to come up here and join us for the launch of something we call the American Liberty Society. The Free Capitalist Project is now fully engaged in building what we call the American Liberty Society. Come learn more about that. Join with us. Stay tuned if you'd like to come up and celebrate with us on November 5th. I know the Wilsons are asking about November 5th. There are still some things in flux. I know that's coming up this Thursday. Stay tuned. We'll get some information out and let you know what's going on. But suffice it to say November 5th, remember, remember the 5th of November. That's not just a fictional plot. There is in very reality a movement here in Liberty Reef to spread this message of liberty from here to you and abroad. And it's also the one-year anniversary of that. So for those of you who want to participate with us, if you'd like to come up here to Liberty Reef, you'd like to come up here and join with us, make sure I've got your email. Make sure you're in touch with us. Make sure we can get the word out to you. Now, I have to tell you before I go any further, I'm going to share with you what I think is probably the best message I can share with you today. I've only got a few short minutes. And I'm just going to warn you, if you're a moocher, if you're a looter, if you're a second-hander, if you secretly want something for nothing, if you crave the desperate things that you don't have, if you aren't committed to living the good life, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. And if it hurts, I invite you to do some soul-searching and some looking in the mirror. You can fling fiery darts at me or other capitalists, my friends, but the truth will set you free. One of the things we've got to talk about, and one of the reasons why I want you to invite your friends and your family to listen to Free Capitalist Radio every night at 10 p.m. Mountain Time, is because it is time to set ourselves free. It is time to liberate the captives. It is time to get the flaxen cords off and live the life that we're here on the earth to live. Now, that's not just hyperbole. For a lot of people it is. And I've been listening to you numbskulls for a long time. I've got something to say specifically related to those flaxen cords. There are seven flaxen cords. Most of you are bound by at least one of them. I know because I've got the scars to show for my own. It is a lifetime journey to, keep the, to get those cords off and to keep them off. And I'm going to give you seven very quickly. You see, if you're real honest with yourself, you know you're living in bondage and you can feel it. Like Neo in the Matrix, you look around and you might not know what it is, but you feel like something's wrong. You know you're not happy. You know you're not living the life you were here on the earth to live. You maybe have little pieces of it. You maybe have good things. Maybe you've got a good spouse. Oh, thank God for good spouses. Maybe you've got good children. Thank God for good children. Maybe you've got a few good friends. Thank God for good friends. Maybe your business is doing well. Thank God for good business. I understand that there are good things going on, but let me just broaden it out and tell you. If you were free... You and I would know each other. I'm pretty sure. So my invitation to you when I say wake up and turn your brain on is to get free. We're going to talk about what that means. I'm going to give you seven specifics and then we'll talk about a general invitation and we're going to end this episode of Free Capitalist Radio. First area where most people that I meet in this modern time in the United States of America are in bondage is to their religion. They are in bondage to their nonsensical fairy tale religion. Now, I hope that offends you. 
I'm a religious man. Some of you know that I'm an active, faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love my religion and I love my church and I love my God. I am not suggesting there is no religion. I disagree with Ayn Rand and she'll find out when I get on the other side. She's probably already found out and just waiting for me. But uh, I disagree with my atheist friends, but they're still my friends. If they love the truth and they want to know the truth, we can build bridges and we can work together and advocate for true principles. But most of you are from a background of religion. And I want to tell you, you're in bondage to a religion if you believe that Jesus and the Easter Bunny are friends. If your religious doctrine amounts to teaching your children lies about figures that you say are real, but have the same characteristics as Barbie and the Avengers... Okay? You're in bondage, and you're putting your children in bondage. If you're teaching your children that magically some fat man zips down the chimney and gives them free gifts for nothing, you're preparing them for the socialist republic of Marxist communism. Okay, If you are lying to your children about things like, well, Jesus is everywhere but nowhere, and, and, and Jesus is one person but three people, if you don't learn the truth... Now, I'm not trying to offend people who have true convictions... I'm not trying to understand... The, uh, uh, you want to debate, let's debate, my friends. But let me just tell you, and I'm going to speak from my perspective as a religious man. Jesus is not friends with the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. Jesus is real. The purpose of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the reason the Bible means anything to me, is because it's not a fictional book. It's not a story about Barbie or, or the Hulk or Iron Man. It's not a fiction. The Book of Mormon, to me, is not a fiction. And I don't just mean it's my truth, however that means today. I mean objectively, absolutely, and universally speaking. And we don't have to agree on that, but I can tell you this. If you have a religious doctrine that mixes lies with the truth, and here's how you know it. If you tell fairy tales to your children that you can't explain by principles, if you think Jesus was magic and wine just turned into wine from water and there were no laws of the universe that governed that, if you think Peter walked on water just because, you know, something magical and mystical was happening, if you think Jesus was resurrected by some magical cosmic force, if you think there's a God in the universe who exists outside of existence, you're crazy. You're demented. And therefore you're in bondage and you cannot find happiness. So my challenge to those of you in religious bondage is not to abandon your religion. Don't abandon the truth. If you're a Christian, Jesus says, I am the truth. He also says, come follow me. That requires you wake up and turn your brain on. God of the Old Testament says, come let us reason together. Use your mind. Reconcile the contradictions. Start a journey of the pursuit of truth. Your opinion is worthless if you don't do it. You're just perpetuating fairy tales like Attila and the Witch Doctors in the Ford of the New Intellectual Essay, which I commend all of you to read. The second area, so if you want to be out of bondage and religion, you've got to decide to love the truth. And if you find yourself believing in fairy tales, you better get down to brass tacks and you better learn how to stomach the truth, find the truth, hold on to the truth, catalog the truth, line up the truth, and do battle with the truth. You cannot be a defender of the faith if you think faith is magic. Faith is evidence of things not seen that are true, that are principles. You don't have faith if you just believe real hard that the tooth fairy might come, or the adult version of the tooth fairy. Somehow you're going to law of attraction success into your life. You're crazy! So if you want to get out of bondage, the first thing you've got to understand is religion. Any true religion is based on true principles. You better be able to identify and defend those and live by those. Don't make excuses for telling lies or fairy tales. Now, the second way you're mostly in bondage is through education. The biggest reason you're in bondage to education is because you've stopped. You're not embarked on a course of education now. You don't have any real teachers. You don't have any real mentors. As an adult, you're not enrolled in a course of study, and yet you think you somehow have opinions that matter. 
Okay, if you're not embarking in a course of education on a regular daily basis, your opinions don't matter. Your brain is atrophying and you're becoming old and stale, just like a man who doesn't work out, becomes fat and lazy. Most of your brains look like my body. I'm working on mine. Are you working on yours? The second way you're in bondage related to education is your children. If you're sending your children to the government to get educated, you've got a problem. Okay, especially in 2015. Maybe it wasn't as bad in the years past. I'm a student of public education. I understand. And not all people involved in public education are evil. But the system itself is evil. <laughs> and if you don't admit that, you are either deceived or a deceiver. The government runs indoctrination centers that supplant parents as the primary educators in the lives of their children. We'll talk more about that in detail. And if you don't believe that, I hope you're pissed off and upset enough that you'll come back and learn some more. But the third area you're in bondage is your understanding of what government it is. If you think that the donkeys and the elephants matter, if you think it matters one iota whether Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or Jeb Bush or anybody else becomes the next president of the United States, you are deceived. Yes, I understand we should vote for good people. And yes, I understand how dramatically bad it would be if we had a Democrat or a socialist in office who was appointing Democrat or socialist judges to the Supreme Court. But do you know on the scale of life what's going on on planet Earth, do you know how much difference it's going to make in your life if you don't wake up and turn your brain on first if you don't start living by the laws of liberty first if you don't start changing your life it doesn't matter quit engaging in this kind of intellectual self-pleasure where where you escape from reality by worrying about whether scott walker dropped out of the republican primary too early or whether bernie sanders might actually be the president of the united states we'll talk more about politics we'll educate you about politics but the first thing you got to do is get a good sound political philosophy the republican party is dead it's a walking bag of bones it's a skeleton the term conservative has been so corrupted it means the same thing as bratwurst liverwurst or bologna it offers nothing of value right and so calling yourself a conservative calling yourself a republican means nothing and it's only slightly worse than calling yourself a libertarian or an independent american party person or all those things i have friends in all those worlds i'm not insulting the idea of finding a group of friends who think the way you think i am insulting the idea that somehow you have anything meaningful to think or say about politics when you don't have a coherent political philosophy based on principles and here's the test get a pencil and paper now that you're pissed off and write down five basic principles of your political views that are absolute objective and universal and then let's talk about them if you can't do that you're in bondage because you're ignorant and you're deceived and you're subject to the tyrants in your state local and community governments the police the bureaucrats etc if you cannot stand up in a court of law you know the ancient romans said this if you cannot stand up in a court of law of your own volition and defend yourself based on the principles of liberty you're either a coward or a traitor to free society Think about that. Now, you're also in bondage to health. We don't have time to go into that, but some of you know that. Some of you have been uh, uh, paying attention to me. I've been on a journey lately to fix that problem in my world. I'm getting out of bondage. That's the last flaxen cord around my neck. And then there's uh, you're in bondage about prosperity. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You don't understand what it means to get out of the rat race. I was just reading an essay from back in 1910, this big political debate, about how devastating it would be if people ever thought the idea of retirement was acceptable. If people ever took the idea of becoming independent at age 18 and put it forward into age 65, which is what FDR sought for, how it would destroy, I was reading this essay from this political debate, about how it would destroy society and how it has. You know, your job is to have more passive portfolio income coming in than you need to live by the time you get out of your mother's home at age 19. 
So if you're in your 40s or 30s now, you're running a little late. It's time to get free. And if you want to know how to get free, I've got something to say to that. I spent over a million dollars defending myself legally. I spent all the money that most of you saw piled up in my safe and piled up on my desk. But I've been free from that day to this, and I've lived with more money coming in than I needed living expenses. And I don't work a W-2 job. I don't have a boss, and nobody asks. I don't have to ask anybody's permission for a pee break or to go to my kid's birthday party. Yes, there are sometimes I have to sacrifice. Yes, there are sometimes I have to make choices, but they're mine to make because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a capitalist. I invite you to be free. Okay, if you want to be free with money, you've got to wake up and turn your brain on. No get-rich-quick program, no real estate investing program, no internet investing program, no second job, no franchise, no new program for your business is going to make you free. Freedom starts here first. You've got to get that straight. Okay, you're also in bondage regarding art and recreation. We don't have time to go into that. I'm running out of time. Uh, I've gone just a little bit over here. It looks like I probably lost my FM broadcast window. Let me just bring it down to this. Free Capital Radio is here, my friends. It's time to wake up and turn your brain on. It's time to take ownership for your ideas. And the last thing i got to say to you is look around you. If the people around you are moochers and looters and second-handers, it's time to start getting some courage to work on your own ideas, and it's going to make them mad. Okay? It's going to start. Uh, it's going to be a little difficult uh, to, to, to deal with, but don't let the people around you be an excuse to not turn your brain on. There is no happiness in letting the brain off around you slow you down. You're on this earth to be free, and the people you love the most will benefit the most if you get your mind free. And uh, the only way to get your mind free is the same three steps I talked about 10 years ago. Turn your brain on. Get educated. Associate with like-minded people. Commit yourself to a course of living by principle. Those are the general things, the specific things can be found here every day on Free Cabalist Radio. Let me try something just here before we end. I want to bring Brandon on. Brandon's still with me. I'm going to unmute Brandon, the capitalist Casbah. And I'm going to see if uh, uh, Kimball can give me some ears here. This way or this way? This way? Mm -hmm. uh, like this? Well, oh. Well. All right. Hold on a second. All right, Brandon, can you hear me? Yeah, buddy, can you hear me? Oh, my brother, it's good to hear your voice. Oh, dude, it's so good to listen to you. I am very inspired <laughs> to have you back bro you don't know how you don't know how fired up i can when i first came on dude i i met, i immediately i felt passionate a little bit defeated before i even came back on it's been a while since i listened to you but just going i mean i'm out here by myself out here in portland oregon now i i try to find like-minded like-minded individuals but now i'm actually searching for correct-minded individuals and it's very hard to find so i dude every time i turn on the tv what i see now i just get more and more frustrated i think man I feel like I'm alone. I feel defeated. And sometimes I just want to throw my hands up in the air and just say, we're not going in the right direction as a nation. That there's too many people that are just following the clock of the mentality of give me convenience or give me death uh, of what's going on now. Yeah. And then the, the, uh, what happened? Oh, nothing, man. I'm just saying. Brandon, you still there? I'm still here, bro. I can't hear him. Look, can Brandon, hold on just a second. Yeah, dude, I'm here, dude. Those, those bureaucrats aren't going to keep you off here. We're going to get you back on. Hold on just a second. Uh, some of the people on Periscope couldn't hear you, so we were trying to bring you on to Periscope. All right, I, if you can hear me, I'm still talking. All right. Oh, no, too much feedback. Is it this one? Here, you hold it over there. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Brandon, I, I'm going to tell you this. I want to have this conversation with you, and uh, I want to... 
make good on this, but I'm going to invite you to do this again when we get our technology a little bit more advanced and we can actually get you on a regular phone call. But uh, I think Absolutely. the people on Periscope right now can't hear you. Here, get, hand oh, me my phone back, Kimball. No, hand me my phone. So, Brandon, I have to tell you, so you're on your own. You're out there fighting the fight. Uh, tell me, how did you hear that we were back on? Was it Facebook, the announcement on Facebook that you knew we were back and going? Well, actually, man, I was trying I was trying to search for you, dude, just to tell you that I love you, and then I saw that you were on Facebook, that you were having an anniversary show. And I was like, man, has it been 10 years already? Holy crap, I didn't be a part of that. Wow. But I, I honestly, I honestly just felt inspired to get back in touch with you and just and just say thanks, dude. I love you, brother. It's been a while. I love you too, Brennan. I love you too, brother. We got a lot of work to do, man. Stay tuned in and and uh, maybe let's chat offline a little bit and strategize this a little bit. I'd love to love to have you plug in once in a while here on the show. I'd love to do that, man. I'd love to be back to it. I'd love to get my brain turned on, dude. I'm seriously, I'm I'm craving. Yeah, I'm hungry for it. Absolutely, brother. I'm I'm hungry for it too. I'm hungry for it too. Brandon, appreciate you very much. I'm sorry the technology isn't working well, guys, for everybody else. I, I should sit there and talk to Brandon for quite some time. You know, Brandon uh worked uh, around the Franklin Squires world with us and, and he saw uh basically the, the fate of the copper mines. And uh I, I, let me just say this to you. Truth is truth. And uh no person's life overrules the truth. If you want to fire for freedom, you've got to plug into principles. Principles will guide you. The truth will guide you. We're building a cause called the American Liberty Society, which is a cause of like-minded people. And some of you, we're going to invite you to come out to Liberty Reef. Now, frankly, we don't want most of you out here because you're too weak right now. And we don't want any moochers and whiners out here. It is not Life out here is not for the faint of heart. Okay? There, is, there is nothing easy about life out here in Liberty Reef. Okay, but for those of you who love liberty and are willing to put down and dig in some dirt and build up a community, a physical community, we've got an amazing opportunity and an amazing plan for the next 2, 5, 10, and 50 years. But Liberty Reef is bigger than that. Liberty Reef is also an idea about building liberty-loving communities uh, all across this land in key counties across the United States. Quite frankly, most of you aren't ready to learn about that either because you've got to wake up and turn your brain on. But as deep as you want to go down this rabbit hole, we can show you. Unlike our other friends who are out there speaking and who are angry and mad, and let me tell you, we got plenty of that. But unlike our friends, we know some things. We've got a blueprint that we're building on. We've got uh, an agenda and an objective. And a free society is our goal. That's what we call it, the American Liberty Society. And it's much broader than just politics. It covers all seven areas of these areas of bondage that you labor in, that you struggle in every day. The good news, my friends, is there is happiness and peace in the life of liberty. And uh, it doesn't matter who the boogeyman is. If it's being broke, if it's, if it's unpopularity, if it's difficulty, if it's addiction, if it's bad relationships, the, the, the healing balm is the retreat to the world of the mind and the world of truth. And building the human life value that comes as a result of that. You want to learn how to do that? Want to keep your brain on? Well, we're going to be here every day at 10 o'clock, my friends. 10 o'clock Mountain Time. Join with us on Periscope. Tell your friends to follow me at Free Capitalist on Periscope.tv. You can also find me on Facebook. You can also find me on uh, Twitter. And for those of you who can't find us any other way, you can dial in to Uber Conference and we'll still make that possible. Uh, we've also got uh, the new FM broadcast coming from Liberty Reef on 88.1. Every night at 10 o'clock, Mountain Time. Uh, for those of you who I know, uh, welcome back. 
Uh, for those of you who I don't know, welcome. The Free Cabos Project is here and uh, back on the air. And uh, we'll see you here, same place, same time, tomorrow night. Warm regards from Liberty Reef.